0: A good leadership coach understands their clients' needs. They get into their culture and understand things like their organizational structure. And they invest time to learn about the dynamics that are driving the need for this new leadership role. Welcome to your personal leadership accelerator. This is the Unbusy Leader Podcast with your host and leadership coach, James Mayhew. Well, hello and welcome to the Unbusy Leader Podcast. I'm your host and leadership coach, James Mayhew, and what an honor it is to have you join me today as we dive into another important leadership topic. A lot of the work that I do is to help create centered leaders. And I work a lot of times with new leaders. Uh, I have a passion for helping inexperienced or people who are new to leadership become great leaders and it's so important to me to do that because it results in creating a dynamic workplace culture where we maximize the employee experience because that all starts with leadership and I like to say this that wherever there's a great customer experience there was first a great employee experience it's just proven true time and time again. Because unbusy leaders are more present. They're more in tune with the pulse of their team and their entire organization, and they consistently earn the respect and trust on a daily basis. Like I often enjoy doing, I want to open up today's podcast with a question for you to ponder. Did you learn how to lead based on experiences you've had from other leaders? I think that's widely true. That... Our leadership style is heavily influenced by how we've been led in the past, good ways and bad ways. But what I also know is that the vast majority of people who are in leadership roles have had little or no training about how to lead others. That was my experience, and I think that's really common, especially in smaller businesses or smaller organizations. It's especially true in fast-growing organizations as well because things are moving quickly when you demonstrate that you're, you have competency and, and skill and talent in a certain thing, well, let's put you into the lead so that you can teach others how to do that. Clearly, you're the best person for it. But we often throw those people into these leadership roles without creating job responsibilities, setting expectations, or providing any sort of real training around it. And the reason that often happens is just because of the pace that we're moving and this urgency and hurriedness that, that we develop, especially, again, in those fast-growing businesses. So one of the ways we help develop them is to send them to skills training. And I don't have a problem with skills training. I teach skills training. I think it's very important. But don't miss this. Skills training lacks something that business and leadership coaching provides, and that is the personal touch, the customization A good leadership coach understands their clients' needs. They get into their culture and understand things like their organizational structure. And they invest time to learn about the dynamics that are driving the need for this new leadership role. Now, compared to training, leadership coaching doesn't assume there's a starting point. It doesn't assume that everyone is starting at level one and then they should progress through levels two, three, four, and so on. Uh, It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. When I'm coaching a client, I've already built a relationship with them, even when they're new. I've, I've spent time getting to know about their journey. Um, I find out if they know their strengths. I learn about the leadership experiences that they've had, who's been influential in their development, how they like to learn, and even how they prefer to receive feedback. And this creates a foundation where respect becomes the norm especially because I'm showing them the importance of making time to invest in them as a person. And I'll remind them of that later. It shows that I'm interested in them as not just a client, but as a human being. So when coaching new leaders, it's so beneficial to let them reveal what they know and what they don't know. And an experienced coach will pick up little clues about that new leaders mindset around leadership. And because I'm ultimately working for an organization and I have the organization's best interest in mind at all times, all of this provides a framework for me to help that new leader be successful there, inside their team, inside that culture. Now, another difference between training and coaching is that training is typically destination-based. Coaching, on the other hand, is directional-based. So destination-based just refers to having a defined start and end. It assumes that at the end of the training, everyone will be at the same level. They will have learned the same things. But good trainers also recognize that that's not really true. It doesn't really work that way. And they create some contingency, some options for that. Regardless, it still has an end point. But leadership coaching is much more directionally based. The start and finish line are different for each person. In fact, when we're talking about leadership coaching and being it directionally based, there just simply isn't a finish line. Uh, There may be a handoff to another coach, or there are milestones that, that we'll pause on to track and celebrate progress, but there isn't an arrival. There is no finish line. There's simply more to always learn, new ways to always continue to grow. That's what leadership is all about, this consistent learning and constant growth. You know, while leadership coaching is structured around a framework, I don't really believe in pulling out the playbook and following it step by step by step. I don't own one of those. But what I do have is a structure. Let me explain it through this way I like, I love watching college athletics, particularly college football. And one of the things that entertains me as a fan are the post game radio call in shows. And I think they're entertaining because this is where fans tend to show their ignorance. You know, uh, a fan who's watched the game, we, we have the we have the television replays in slow motion, and we can coach the game from the comfort of our sofa. And I'll admit it, I've done it. And if you're a fan of sports, you've probably done it too. We get passionate about our team, our school. And what what I think we forget is that we're just seeing this incredibly thin slice of everything that's actually happening. You know, specifically speaking around the X's and O's of play calling, Fans that are passionate about their team's success love to rethink a coach's decision. They should have thrown the ball more. You know, why would they go to zone coverage when they're getting killed in the middle? Passionate fans think they could do better. It's actually part of the game, it's what makes it so fun. They believe that if they were calling the shots, their team would have won. And that's the difference to me between having a game plan. And looking at a playbook, see a game plan takes all things into consideration. It takes into consideration our personnel versus the opposing team's personnel, matchup advantages that show up between players, those that are to our advantage and those that are to our disadvantage. So they know the team culture. They know who's injured, who's healthy. They know about a player who's struggling to learn a new position or that new role within that position. They know who's frustrated with their playing time and who's maximizing every opportunity. And they know how practice went this last week or the last few weeks and why plays that worked last Saturday perfectly aren't going to work this Saturday. It just doesn't work that way. You know, they're thinking about the, con- the, the weather conditions, start time of the, of the game, the wind direction going into every week. They've been refining their game plan for weeks. And then as the game evolves, they get a chance to adjust. You know, again, weather changes, uh, injuries happen. There's a blown call. This is very much what it's like to lead in business too. And why it is so important to be trained, but also to have ongoing coaching and a mentor, a guide, somebody that can come alongside and continue to help you adjust to the game plan or to adjust the playbook that fits to the game plan. You know, last episode, I talked about the need for unbusy leaders to have a high degree of awareness, which helps them see the team chemistry, to, to see the relationships that are strong, who's working well together, who's not, and they have a game plan and assemble a team. See, training isn't designed to teach that. But leadership coaching is. It it carves out time. It carves out intentional time to work through challenges. And while training is a proven and effective tool to take people from one level to another, leadership coaching is the primer that unlocks the full effectiveness of training by taking it from a destination to a directional approach. If you find this content helpful, it would mean a lot to me. If you would like it, review it and share it with others. You know, this podcast is a result of years of coaching leaders and working with my clients to create high-performance, purpose-driven teams. And right now, I'm making all of my coaching available virtually to serve you better. The entire Unbusy Leader Masterclass, Finder coaching for individuals and teams, and of course, leadership coaching as we've talked today is available to you now or it will be soon. So I want to just invite you to follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, It's the at sign James R. Mayhew. And of course, at my website, jamesmayhew.com. And you can even schedule a complimentary call with me on my website when you click on the coaching on call link at the top. So until next time, remember that the unbusy leader releases the talent, passion, and skill of everyone around